I'm not going to be stuck in a house here looking at the TV. I'm going to go out with so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And she would always not be afraid. And Dorothy was always, Ma, what are you doing? She's like, let me yeah. live my life, Dorothy. I'm not dead. <laughs> I know. And the, I always loved her interactions with Blanche because, you know, Blanche was a little a little loose, you know. So she <laughs> so, and the things she would say to her. So now it it makes sense that she had I just thought she was a person who just spoke her mind, whatever she thought. But now it makes sense that I'd forgotten that piece about it that she'd had a stroke and she just had no no filter <laughs> on what yes. she said. Welcome to Aging in Style, the podcast dedicated to celebrating aging and what it takes to do it well. I'm Lori Williams. I'm a certified senior advisor and senior housing expert. In each episode, you'll learn stories of older adults who are thriving in their 70s, 80s, 90s, and in some cases, in their hundreds. Whether you're an older adult or the child of an older adult, this podcast is filled with insightful resources, organizations that are doing incredible work, and stories that will inspire you to volunteer, learn, and who knows, maybe even skydive in your golden years. Hi, welcome to today's episode of Aging in Style. So today we have something special for you since we're closing out the year and about to start a new year. So we are doing uh, lessons for 2023 from the Golden Girls. And we came up with this idea, Anna and I, she's my guest. She's the producer of my podcast and the owner of the podcast space. And she's amazing. But we were talking a few weeks ago and we have a shared love of the Golden Girls, and we just started talking about them and thought it would be a great idea to use like life lessons from them to share going forward into 2023. So that's what we're talking about today. And welcome, Anna. Hi, Lori. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to record this episode. I really am. Yay, me too. So the funny thing is, we're, we were talking about the Golden Girls, and there's an age difference between Anna and I. So I'm 58. And started watching the Golden Girls when I was in college, when they were new episodes. So, <laughs> and it, they were so popular. Like my friends and I would watch and college students. We just, we love the Golden Girls. And Anna is 33 and from Portugal. And she has discovered the Golden Girls, I guess recently, right? Because you've watched a couple episodes. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I think because of the internet, it just kept showing up time and time again about the Golden Girls. And I think my husband had watched it before because he's French. And so he's like, oh, yeah, I remember like the playing or something. And I was like, I've never watched it. We should. And then obviously, like you kept t- talking about the Golden Girls. I'm like, I want to watch it because it's so it's kind of like a normalized cultural thing. And I was like, we have to watch this. And then we're just like talking about how awesome it is. Yeah. And the funny thing is, you know, it's from the 80s. So I mean, you know, their outfits and things are dated. I mean, to me, it's funny because it's like I remember when people wore these big shoulder pads and big earrings and everything. But the things are relatable. Their situations are relatable and the lessons that they teach. I don't know that they mean to teach them, but that they teach in each episode. And so we just thought that would be really fun to talk about. And so that's uh, that's what we're doing today. Yes, and it's yep. funny that you're saying like all oh, of those shoulder pads and like I actually I feel like I'm an old soul and mm-hmm. I love vintage. I love stuff with history. And so I myself dress a lot with the 80s, the 70s, the uh, 60s clothes. Like so every time I'm watching the show, I actually love just to see what their fashion choices were. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes it's like, oh, my God, um, <laughs> what is that? 
And sometimes I'm like, oh, that's actually quite cute and like adorable. And I wouldn't mind wearing that. So it's always a mixed bag. You yeah. never know. But yeah, I feel that that's one of the things that is relatable is that you can always look back and either you or your family looks at the fashion choices. And you're like, oh, that was interesting. Yeah. I know. You just made me think of, you know, because the 80s, that's, that was my decade. Okay. So <laughs> I remember the stirrup pants. Do you remember stirrup pants? Do you, have you ever no, heard I don't of think such I a thing? Oh, it. dear. Yeah. So they like looped, they were kind of like leggings, but then they looped around your foot, like your heel. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to look them up so and then you would wear you'd wear that and then you would wear um like a big sweater over it like bold colored and your big earrings i see i okay i have the fashion combo in my in my head i can uh-huh. visualize it right now yes yeah. would you wear that today though uh, probably not the stirrup pants because people would be like what is she doing <laughs> but you know what i have like you know jeans that are really like jeggings like i don't know if they call them jeggings whatever they're called now but they're kind of like the slim skinny fit jeans and i'll wear a big sweater yeah but they don't you know they're not stirrup pants <laughs> right got it got it okay okay all right so we, we wouldn't keep the fashion choices from the golden girls that's what you're saying so, yeah some i'm gonna say no to but you know what i thought they were amazing back in that time period <laughs> right right i mean they were the thing still it's just i feel like it's so well written and Mm -hmm. there's so many good takeaways that you can apply i feel that's one show that looking back it hasn't really aged badly or Mm -hmm. you know like when you look back and you're like oh that that wouldn't run today you know funny you should say that because when i was visiting my brother a few months ago i just started watching at night um i love lucy episodes and i remember loving i love lucy but as i was watching it i was like oh my gosh why is she like her husband is spanking her i'm like oh no this is not playing well at all like she's like a like a child like a poorly behaved child and he's spanking her and always scolding her and i'm like i remember loving the show now i'm like "Mm, i'm sorry i don't love you anymore lucy So well, let's talk about some of our life lessons that we've learned from them. So the first one is life is just too short to relive trauma. And I think that's a good one because with the Golden Girls, let's see, Blanche is a widow, right? Blanche and Rose are both widows. Oh, no, Sophia, they're all widows, aren't they? Except for Dorothy. Sophia is a widow, yep. Blanche is, and, uh, and Rose and Dorothy is divorced from Stanley. <laughs> oh, Stanley. <laughs> so, I mean, they've been through a lot and they talk a lot about overcoming, you know, losing a spouse and going through an awful divorce and awful marriage. And, you know, it, and I know if I remember correctly, didn't Stanley cheat on Dorothy all the time? Like, And then he left her for someone younger. I think that was yes. the story. Yes, I think that I kind of felt like really, really sad for Rose is that her husband died when I think they were getting intimate. And so oh, that got right. traumatized yes, by that. Right. Mm-hmm. That was a big I, deal for her. Yeah. Oh, that is so true. I totally forgot about that. So then that, yeah, she had to overcome that to move forward. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I mean, that's. That's mm-hmm. a big trauma to have, right? Yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah. And she's always bringing the name of her husband like, oh, when we were together. So like, that's also, yeah, mourning a lifetime with someone mm-hmm. else, you know, the good and the bad and and how they, they look at what happened and how they move forward. So that was always a really 
common message throughout the episodes. They always would bring their past life with husbands or whatever <laughs> it was. There would always be moments where someone else would chip in and be like, okay, well, let's look at this way or get them out of that narrative and move mm-hmm. forward. That I thought. So they was- weren't, yeah, they weren't stuck in that trauma. They were moving forward and still, you know, finding joy in life, which I think some people get really stuck in bitterness and if a woman who's married for 40 years and her husband leaves her. I mean, I know some people who are just stuck in that bitterness and not moving forward. And they were able to move past things that happened, I mean, traumatic events, and still find joy and and do new things and, you know, be hilarious doing it. <laughs> yeah, or, or just not letting trauma define mm-hmm. them. I felt like there was a another common thread is that a lot of people, like you were talking about, just touching on it, is just maybe they had an amazing life. Maybe they had to change and they had to overcome difficult situations. And they always talked about, like, for instance, losing everything. Mm -hmm. Who was it that their husband gambled everything out? And they, oh, yeah, it was Rose's husband. He was really bad with money. And Uh they lost, he lost all the savings that they had. So that's why she had to move in with uh, Blanche and the rest of the Mm -hmm. gang. Because she didn't have any savings left. Because he gambled it all away. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's true. I mean, they all had to live together because of financial reasons, right? And that's how they all met, was becoming roommates. And that's another thing, you know, to have to give up your house that you lived in. These are common things that when I'm talking to seniors who are having to downsize or make change, you know, that's something they could have been felt bitter about, but no, they embraced the challenges and the and the fun and joy of being roommates with these other women. That was one one good lesson to keep. So Mm -hmm. what what is for you lesson number two? Lesson number two is stay active and don't be afraid to try something new. And we say this all the time on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's almost your motto for life, Lori. It, yeah, it really is. And like we were talking before we started recording the podcast, but we were talking about Sophia because I couldn't remember exactly what happened, but she had had a stroke and that's how she ended up in Shady Pines and the stroke kind of censored her thoughts. So she would say whatever came to mind. I had forgotten all about that. And so that's, that's what we're talking about, that she she would just say anything she wanted. She would take no crap from anyone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Sophia was really such a an active character. She was just like, well, get out of my way. I'm not going to be stuck in house here looking at the TV. I'm going to go out with so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And she would always not be afraid. And Dorothy was always, Ma, what are you doing? She's like, let me yeah. live my life, Dorothy. I'm not dead. <laughs> I know. And I always loved her interactions with Blanche because, you know, Blanche was a little a little loose, you know. So she <laughs> and the things she would say to her. So now it it makes sense that she had I just thought she was a person who just spoke her mind, whatever she thought. But now it makes sense that I'd forgotten that piece about it that she'd had a stroke and she just had no, you know, no filter <laughs> on what yes. she said. I mean, I feel like some people as they g- grow older, they mm-hmm. just and lose the filter. Happen- <laughs> yeah, they lose the filter. It ha- had p- had happened in my family where some family members suddenly, quote unquote, became someone else. It wasn't that. It was just, I felt like they, they were just like, you know what? Why am I not speaking my mind and doing what I want to do just because of what others may say? What is supposed to be, what am I supposed to do as a person in this situation right now? 
And so I felt like they were like, you know what? Why am I putting on this facade? Why don't I live my life? And I felt like Sophia was really good on that. She was like, mm -hmm. hey, get out of the way. You're not stopping me. I still have 20 years to live. Yeah, I agree with that. And and I do think as we get older and things, you know, we experience different things through our lives, we do evolve and change and, you know, become someone who is not afraid to speak our minds. You know, I, I just think that is part of aging, kind of like a, a really positive aspect of aging. Um, and then staying active. They we, we talk about that all the time on the podcast, too, and how important it is to stay active. And those ladies did. I mean, they were always doing like a tap dance or some kind of, you know, like a dance routine or they were, you know, going out, they were always getting dressed and putting their makeup on. And, you know, they were busy ladies living, you know, living very active lives. Yeah. I mean, there were a couple of episodes that I remember. So the tap dance situation came up because it was a competition mm -hmm. and they wanted to win an award and they had to learn a choreography that needed to rehearse it. So one, they were busy, but also they were using their brain mm -hmm. on having to memorize all these things. But every single time, they're always, always like, oh, I, we're going to this party and the other party. That's a busy life. I felt mm -hmm. like there was always something going on. But also, yeah, they, they were just going to the supermarket, doing their own shopping, getting out of the house, as you're saying, getting ready. Blanche was always getting extra ready. because <laughs> She was she, extra. <laughs> yeah, she was very extra. Uh, they were definitely not just seeing the house and not not living. What else was it? They were just like always entering competitions or just... And I feel like they were learning new things too. I mean, I, I know there were a lot of episodes where they were just, just doing things that were different and, you know, and not just staying stagnant and sitting home and watching TV. Yeah, knitting, which is fine if you have reduced mobility. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you could never see them staying still for too long. Mm -hmm. Cooking or... And another thing that we didn't even mention, Biz, but is that they always have visitors, their mm -hmm. children, their grandchildren, and they would take them out. It wasn't like the grandchildren taking them out. They would say, oh, I want to show you town. Yeah. That was mm -hmm. always really cool. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so our third life lesson, and we have we did a whole podcast about this, but wear what empowers you. Don't let people say, oh, you're a certain age or tell yourself that I'm a certain age. I can't wear jeans or I can't wear this. They wore whatever they wanted to. And again, I mean, it, it was the 80s. So some of the outfits, you know, were like way over the top, especially with Blanche. But she wore things and you could tell by her face. She felt good and she felt confident in what she was wearing. I totally agree. And we'll put the, the links to all of these episodes in the show notes because we've done over 100 episodes by now. So I can't I remember <laughs> all, the, all the numbers. But I mean, Sophia was just typical. She, yeah, right? she had the grandma look with her little, I think she'd have like little dresses or pantsuits and her little sweater over her shoulders, you know, just kind of, she definitely had the grandma look and her, she always carried her purse around. And I think her purse was empty, if I remember correctly. Wasn't there an episode, there's nothing in her purse? I don't know. I haven't gotten to that, okay. I guess. I think there is, because my grandmother was like that. She would carry her purse, and there would be nothing in it. And I remember, okay, so, side story here. My high school graduation, we went out to eat at this steakhouse called Gallagher's, which no longer exists. But anyhow, my grandmother had her purse, and they would bring out the best bread. And I look over, and she's taking the bread, and she's putting it in her empty purse. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, like I'm mortified at 18 years old, but you know, that's not an unusual thing for grandmas to do. <laughs> right. It's like, it's not that they carry a tote bag. They yeah. carry their purse. Yeah. An empty purse so that she could yes. put bread in it. So I, I kind of feel like Sophia did stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Sophia would totally be like, we're paying for this. We're taking this home. Yeah. No exactly. goes to waste. <laughs> yeah. Nothing goes to waste because in Sicily, la, 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 la. Yeah. Like I can... That yes. was always the thing that she would be like talking about how hard life was in Sicily mm-hmm. and like, yeah, always yeah. this crazy Picture story. it. <laughs> was yes. that what she would say? Picture it. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So definitely wear what you love, but also don't think about how you're a certain age. Therefore, you, mm-hmm. it's not, I don't know, quote unquote, right. Exactly. To wear this or that. And it goes back to try something new. You know, I mean, go buy some skinny jeans. Go buy the ripped jeans. I mean, you never know. Go try it on. You may be surprised at how good you look in it. <laughs> yes. And if anything, I'll say this because I'm originally from Portugal and I lived close to the border with Spain. And one of the things that I always admire about Spanish women was that they, when they go gray, they go colorful. So instead uh-huh. of dyeing their hair back, you know, like dark brown or black or blonde or whatever, they tend to um, dye it like fun colors, like bright red, pink, blue. And hey, why not? Actually, my husband's mom, she's French. He has this beautiful gray hair and she just adds this shampoo that gives her a little like purple, like pinkish color, just like very faded, mm-hmm. but very beautiful. And I think it's just such a fun thing to do to experiment with color and just like, Hey, just something special. It's not difficult. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go to the hairdresser if you don't feel like it. But take it from the French and the the Spanish women and think about like, how can I jazz it up? You know, my mom is 82 and she's all white and she added a little purple to her hair. <laughs> there you go. Or, or go with uh, Lori's mom's uh, That's right. style. Yeah. Okay. I also have okay. a friend who is, she's in her 60s and she's beautiful. She has long blonde hair and she always keeps like a strand or like a section of it here. That's all like a, like a bright purple color and it looks fabulous on her. Mm, I love that. So, right, well. Yeah. I think it's starting to catch on here too. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Okay. I love this. Yeah. Me too. All right, so we're going to wear what empowers us. And then the fourth one is stand up for what you believe in. And they always did that, especially Dorothy. Oh, yeah. Dorothy was just really what's right. Even if it cost her something, she would always do the right thing. Mm -hmm. She was tough. She was tough. And, you know, find your your voice. You know, I, I feel like especially women of a certain age, maybe just because of how society was, they did not speak up. Um, but now, I mean, why not say what you want? I mean, we everyone wants to hear you. I want to hear what you think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. And also, I feel like I've been hearing this as well, where women married into, well, maybe not marrying because they love the person they were with. Mm-hmm. And they were always very subdued and very like in the background. And then suddenly they're divorced and they're like, you know what? I don't have no one else here has power over me. I can be my own person. Or actually, that's the reason why some people divorce because they just felt like they were never able to shine their own um, true selves. And they were always the one who's like, hey, you know, be the carer for the whole family. And therefore, you have no identity. And suddenly they're Mm -hmm. like, well, 
what have I been doing all my life? And it's time for me to really be who I am and and just just try new things and just live life now instead mm-hmm. of just, you know, next year, in 10 years, whatever it is. Yeah, I think that's a really good, a very good point. So speak up, you know. So Okay, so the next one is friends are our truest confidence and we all need friends. And to me, this makes me think about you know, the seniors that I talk to all the time. So it's, I think isol- well, I know isolation and just, you know, not having a chance to meet people is is bad for everyone. That's it's bad no matter what your age is. And we saw a lot of that during COVID that people became so isolated and it led to not good things. You know, it led to people maybe showing some signs of dementia, depression, anxiety, all kinds of things. So that's why, you know, on the podcast, I talk all the time about if you are staying home, living in your home, that's fine. But make sure you have some way of socializing. You're not just sitting there watching TV and never seeing anyone. So, you know, just go to a senior center, volunteer. There's so many things you can do. And then on the other side of it, this is a good reason why people go to the move into senior living because you automatically have all these people built in. Maybe you're not going to love everyone, but you're going to meet some people who are going to be friends and that you go and do crafts with or go on an outing with. You just automatically have those those friendships built in and you don't have to get in a car and drive to a senior center if you're no longer able to drive. You have you just go to, you know, second floor to the activity room or whatever, you know, you can be a part and make those friends that's so important to have have people in your life. Yeah. And and even you mentioned this to me all the time because we chat very frequently about maybe um, calls you got and stuff like that. And you mentioned always how there's always someone who's, well, mom has been withdrawn for a few years or maybe mom was, again, like I was talking earlier, like the caregiver of the family. And mm-hmm. then that person moves to assisted living or just any type of um, senior housing. And then suddenly they're surrounded by people and they change. They have a 180 personality change because they just have this community of people and it just helps them get out of their shell but also just they get surrounded by people who had a lot of the same experiences therefore they feel that they have a meaningful part to play in this whole community right they have a purpose Mm -hmm. and yeah you talk about this all the time when someone like an adult child texts you after you know maybe a month you've done the check-in just to see how things are going and they're like wow mom is a completely different person i've never seen her this happy Mm -hmm. they just flourish and it always reminds me and when i first started in senior living 16 years ago i worked in a retirement community and i guess when it like clicked for me my office was right next to an area kind of like in the front of the building where people gathered in the morning and they would have they called it like a coffee clutch and so as always the ladies would sit in a circle and they would serve them coffee and have you know little snackies and i was listening to them talk and they were just it was so lovely because they're all talking about like shared things because they were all in the pretty much the same age group within like 10 years or so and i could hear them saying like different like years like 1989 1996 and so i walked out to see what they're talking about and they were all talking about the year they were widowed and i'm like oh. wow okay so that is that connection for all of these ladies had all been widowed and what a like what a great support group to 
to have these people kind of built in that have been through that change, that life change, um, that transition, that you don't feel alone. You know, you have someone to talk to because you can't talk to maybe your kids who've not been through that, thankfully, but you have all these other people who've gone through being homemaker, raising their kids, you know, retiring with their husband and then their husband passing away. So it was, I thought it was just very powerful. Yeah. And as you were talking about it, yeah, the episodes where Blanche and Rose, who are such different characters, mm-hmm. talk about losing their husbands and 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 finding their identity after or how much they love them. And that's such a point for connection that, yeah, you just think they have different personalities. However, they connected on that one thing. And it mm-hmm. was just so powerful to help them both overcome trauma and find their happy place and and find themselves after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. And I just, I think that's, you know, it's something to to look forward to, to go into senior living instead of thinking, oh, I don't want to be in a senior community. And, and you know, we talk about this all the time, people not understanding what a senior living community is all about. But here is a good reason right here, finding your friends. Yeah, I love your that. People. And, mm-hmm. Yes. And, and especially with so many stats showing so many people pass away after shortly after their companion of so many years passes too so if you are in a community you're more likely to experience more support to feel like you still have something to live after your loved one's passing it just it is what it is right if you Mm -hmm. had a whole identity you spend especially back in the day where people lived together for 60 years right they they marry there's high school sweetheart or whatever it was like just very very young they got married Mm -hmm. and they just don't know how to be without someone else so if they actually move together to senior living there's a better chance of them finding their way Mm -hmm. um after a death yeah so absolutely that's that's huge and you know so many when i worked in the um, retirement community so many things like that i witnessed you know where people came in and one spouse died or whatever but one that kind of sticks to me because of like friends and meeting people. There was a lady, her name was Joni. I'll just never forget her. She was the cutest thing ever. She was probably in her 90s. And she always put her makeup on and she wore like really cute clothes and heels. And she would have every evening, it was like a little um, happy hour in her apartment. And then she was best friends with the lady Mary Lou. And like you would never have pictured them together as best friends. They were so like polar opposites. And so they would always invite me, come on down and have wine with us. But of course, it was like four o'clock and I was still working, so I couldn't (laughs) partake. (laughs) But I just loved watching that relationship and that friendship that these women had made simply because they lived in the same community. That is so awesome. Yes. And that's, that's what it is. It's just finding your people. Mm -hmm, Um, And I mean, and and what a joy to just not have, because I feel like that's the reason even, I mean, me as a young person, you're probably the exception, Lori. But I mean, all of my friends always are busy because they're also busy people. And we live in the same neighborhood in Oakland. And sometimes it goes for about two months before I actually see one of them because life just got in the way. So Mm -hmm. if you are in senior living and you literally walk to the next door or the next floor and they're there or you just go and go to the activity room or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, Or the dining room for meals to see everyone. Yeah, Mm -hmm. just what a joy to just, hey, I'm just 
getting my steps in and just going and, mm -hmm. and seeing what they are up to. That's so awesome. Yeah, it is. It's so nice. Okay, so another life lesson, embrace change and endings. And that's huge for, for everyone. We all, I mean, that's just a given that through life, there's going to be change. There's going to be transition. There's going to be endings. And you can fight it all you want, but what's that going to get you? You know, it, it, change is going to happen whether you want it to happen or not. I mean, we're going to lose people. We're going to get older. God willing, we're going to get older, right? And have those experiences. And we're also going to, you know, at some point retire or change careers. And so instead of, you know, fighting that, embrace it. Yeah. And in and, and the Golden Girls, they did a lot of that with new beginnings. Like, for instance, career, like Rose, she was at the crisis center and then she was looking for jobs. And then she moved into, I think, an animal sh shelter. Yes. Yeah, you yes. mentioned that I had forgotten all about that when we were talking earlier, the crisis center that Rose worked at the crisis center, but they let her go because she was not that much of a help, right? <laughs> I think it was just they had to close because they didn't have funding. And of course, she was on the chopping board because yeah. she was just, yeah, her rate. Yeah, people were absolutely not being helped by her yeah. being on the phone. But <laughs> her stories, but then, yes. Yeah, but then that opened up the opportunity for her to go to the shelter and she loved her animals that was mm -hmm. the whole thing she was always talking about he was she was raised on the farm so actually she, she was like talking about ageism and how she couldn't find a job mm -hmm. and they helped that her find the motivation to find the new job because she was depressed it was so cool to see that she got back to the actual thing that she loved and it wouldn't never have happened had she mm -hmm. not lost her job at the crisis center. Yeah, just like new beginnings and what can mm -hmm. you control if anything is out of your control, how you react to your your approach to it, how you see that as maybe an opportunity. And we were talking about this earlier too, how lucky are we that before maybe you passed away at 50, 60, that's it, right? 40. Mm -hmm. um, and today you have a chance to have a second or third career or the second or third act where you're trying new things they never thought possible. I agree because I would say even like in the 80s and 90s, I don't know that a lot of women would say, okay, I'm 50 or 50, whatever it was for me, 54, I think when I started my business. I mean, I don't think many women would say, you know what? I don't want to work for anyone anymore. I'm starting my own business. And now we have that. Um, we have like people that that inspire us to do these things. We have technology. We have so many options out there to, you know, to start a new business or, you know, whatever. So if you want to start a career in your 60s, 70, whatever, we've interviewed uh, the lady who was 89 and wrote a book all about what it's like to be in your 80s. I mean, it's just, it's an incredible time we're living in. And there's so many inspirational people out there. Yeah. I mean, just, just the amount of inspirational people that you invite that is, it, and even it does not need to be a business. Like, mm -hmm. for instance, the octogenarian who oh, was riding, mm -hmm. riding bike, like getting active, and also traveling, meeting people. Oh, it was just so cool mm -hmm. just to, to hear his story. I'm like, okay, I am 33. W what, what else can I do uh, mm -hmm. now? But also later, I feel that you can talk all you want about how you can have like a the second or third act, but when you are actually talking to people who are doing the things, that's a completely different ball game. I mean, I mean, at eighty, yeah, 
is riding a bike. If you didn't listen to that podcast from Alaska to Panama City. And then he was con- was going to continue all the way through South America, but the weather, it becomes very cold and snowy. So he can't go down like through the Andes. So he's going to continue. I want to say, I think it's in the summer. He said when it was, but then he'll so. continue his journey riding his bike <laughs> from uh, Panama City all the way down through South America. So amazing. Again, make 2023 the year where you try the one thing. You mm-hmm. continue listening to this podcast. Yes, um, yes absolutely. We'll give absolutely. you the inspiration. <laughs> hey, or message Lori to have Lori on your show if you decide to launch a podcast or yeah. to tell us your story if you have a really awesome story. I mean, um, the show notes have links for, for people to reach out to or your Instagram is always like or Facebook is always a great place for people to reach yeah. out anyway. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, what's another lesson? Okay, let's see. Oh, this is a good one. And this is our last lesson, actually. Growing old is a gift. 100%. I believe it's a gift. The only, you know, I hear people say all the time, I don't want to get old. And I mean, okay, what's the alternative? <laughs> and I have met like the coolest people ever are in their, you know, 90s. I have, okay, there's a gentleman here. We've had him on the show. Doug, he's 97. Oh my gosh, the stories he can tell. He was a World War II and a Korean War vet. He started his own second act in his 70s where he started refurbishing computers and donating them to veterans and to boys and girls clubs. I mean, amazing. Do you and, remember how many computers he has refurbished by now? Oh gosh, I know it was an over a thousand. Number. Yeah, it was over a thousand, I believe. Yeah. I mean, just amazing. And, you know, you go listen to his story because he is such an inspiration. But um, growing old is a gift because as we get older, and I'm here to tell you, I like who I am better at 58 than I liked who I was at 18 or 28 or 38. And again, you know, I was going through, as all of us, we go through different, you know, life stages. You know, at 18, we're graduating from high school and their 20s, we're probably married, starting a career, you know, thinking about starting a family, 30s, we have the family. And, you know, it's it just when we're raising our kids, especially the focus is kind of off what, you know, kind of bigger visions for the most part. But then we hit our 40s and 50s and, you know, we just really change. And I would say for me, I am just a much more confident person than I ever was at 58. And I feel like I get more confident every No way. Really, Lori? I would not tell. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. So, um, so I, you know, I feel like growing old is, is truly, I truly do believe it's a gift. And also something that you said that triggered a thought, and that is you can still make a difference Mm -hmm. even as you retire or even after, you know, at whatever age, like Doug is making a difference in his community, like a thousand computers that he refurbished. That's insane. I mean, you don't have to go to that scale, but volunteer or just Mm -hmm. maybe let's say someone in in your street or in your community has lost their loved one and you have lost their loved one. You can make a positive impact on that person's life. Mm -hmm. And I feel like our individual contribution feels very faint and little sometimes because we don't see the impact of our life. But going into new things, maybe you go and start volunteering at the senior center. You always talk about how amazing your grandma was and what a important figure she was in your life. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I feel like 
when you find your passion, and maybe we don't know what our passion is when we're younger, right? I mean, I would never, if you told me in my 20s, my passion was going to be senior living, I probably would have thought, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. But um, but it is. And once you find your passion in life, it doesn't feel like work. It's something you feel joy. You want to get moving. You, you don't care if you're doing it seven days a week. And that could be like, maybe you've, maybe you're 80 and you've always wanted to paint, but you know, you know, there's an artist somewhere inside of you, but you're kind of shutting down that voice. Go take an art class at the senior center or the YMC or wherever someone may offer an art class for you. Just go and do it and, or just start painting on your own. Go on YouTube. I mean, there's so, like my daughter's an artist and she finds all kinds of stuff on YouTube because I'll ask her, oh my gosh, how did you figure that out? Oh, I watched a YouTube video or you know, Instagram or whatever. So there's, we literally live in a time where we can learn anything at all, just, you know, from our own home. Yeah, that's so true. And I was thinking about how, I mean, you just released like a holiday gift guide for seniors. And there's so many subscriptions that you can get uh, online where you actually get on the mail something. If you sign up for something that gives you art supplies Mm -hmm. every month, you receive a kit, so you don't even have to go to the store and feel overwhelmed about what you need to get or something. Mm-hmm. You just can receive that, and maybe you do that with your grandchildren or your children, and you do that instead of writing crosswords. You know, we did this activity at uh, one of our senior communities. It was a independent or senior apartments, actually, and it was Halloween. And I painted it. I found it and and painted it as just a pumpkin. And I followed the directions. And my gosh, it took me like two hours because it was so detailed. Now I'll go back and add this highlight and do this. And and so I'm like, oh my goodness, how are we going to do this with all the seniors at the event? So we brought the canvases and I just kind of sketched out the pumpkin shape. And we had so many people that we decided let's just do each table has a canvas and they do it together. Right. And then, and I just, I walked around, I'm like, this is the one I did. And it took me forever, but I want to see you put your spin on it, do whatever you want. And oh my gosh, it was so cute. I loved it. So they would each like take turns and they would just pass it to the next person. And at one table, there was this adorable gentleman. He was a Korean war vet. He had his little hat on and everything. And he was like the artist. He just took over, but they were all so different, so unique. And we did, you know, contests for the scariest and the most unique and, you know, different prizes. And it was just one of those things that we had sort of like an expectation of what we were going to do, but then we had to just pivot and go, that's not going to work. And I'm so glad it turned out so much better than what we were trying to do. Okay. So the last lesson, and and we were kind of like debating on this one, is, you know, they they always ended each day with cheesecake. And so we're kind of talking like, this is maybe one of those things that, that didn't age well, right? Because they would wake up in the middle of the night and all, you know, be stressed about something and I'll go sit and eat cheesecake. And so Anna had mentioned that. And I'm like, listen, once you reach a certain age, and I am at that age, you would not get up at night. I would never get up and eat cheesecake because the heartburn would be incredible when they tried to go back to bed. So that's a real thing if you are my age. (laughs) Yes. So we were talking about like, you know, we did a podcast episode with Hal Cranmer back in the summer. And he owns um, residential care homes in Arizona. And he was talking about Tell us about it, Anna, what he was saying. He was talking about how, for him, nutrition is so important to stay 
active and stay healthy and how much of what you eat really impacts your whole life. And what he was saying stuck with me all of these months later. He said, look, a lot of people say things like, oh, you can't get ice cream away from grandma. That's like her treat. And he said, well, if she has something other than the ice cream to look forward to, if she's able to be mobile, she's maybe able to go to her grandchild's soccer game or whatever it is. And so the ice cream or the sweets or whatever it is, it does not become the treat she needs to have in order to feel happy because mm-hmm. she's she has mobility. She's able to, like her brain is sharp. And so I just thought it was such an important thing to mm-hmm. be careful with what we're eating because... If we're having food that isn't nutritious, you're not taking, I mean, your body is a vessel. And so (laughs) your vessel allows you to navigate life. And if you're not taking care of it, and it does have to do with, okay, maybe you don't want to cook anymore. Well, maybe that's when you bring in, there was this episode you did on chefs for seniors. Chefs for seniors. Uh Uh-huh. So maybe you have a service that will bring food to you or when you're in sen- you move to senior housing and they make the meals for you when you become mm-hmm. healthier and you actually have more mobility now. I mean, it's not about just thinking about how you can live life. It's also like, what are you doing that may be limiting to date what you were doing? I know so many people who at 60, they realize they, uh, if I don't change my diet or a 50, if I don't change my diet, that's going to have so many implications on moving mm-hmm. forward in my life because my body didn't really care, quote unquote, what what it was being put in it because it could fight back. But you reach an age, especially on women. I remember producing a podcast talking about this. Women, when they hit 60, your body changes completely and it just is not able to process food the same way. And so I was thinking from the healthy standpoint where you need to be careful with what you put in your body if you want to live a full life, a more healthy life, more active life, how much better you feel when you're mm-hmm. actually eating healthy or at least giving and exercising and just yes. walking or just getting up. Just, you know, your whole body feels better if you're moving it. You know, if you sit all day, you're not going to feel great. And again, if you're just eating sugar and sweets and and just saying it's a reward you know i'm rewarding myself and not to bash the golden girls that's the only thing that that we would say is not a lesson it's not a lesson to move forward with in 2023 maybe the lesson is to eat healthier not eat late at night and we've also done a podcast about brain healthy foods that was like one of our most popular podcasts and i keep that in mind like yesterday i had salmon because Salmon is one of those foods, um, nuts, berries, and kale. Actually, my salad was kale and salmon. Wow. <laughs> Extra healthy. <laughs> exactly. Wow. It's delicious too. But um, so we really need to, really need to think about that because we want to age well, right? We want to be able to do things, you know, and feel well and not ha- fight dementia. And these are things that we found that keep the brain healthy. So these are the things that, that instead of cheesecake, cheesecake every now and then, I don't want to bash cheesecake completely because, you know, there is a time and place for cheesecake. So our life lessons for 2023, thanks to the Golden Girls, I'm just going to recap them really quick. And uh, so their life is too short to relive your trauma, stay active, and don't be afraid to try something new, wear what empowers you, Um, stand up for what you believe in. Friends are our truest confidence. So go out there and make lots of new friends 
and embrace change. Oh, and our last one was growing old as a gift. So I'm going to ask something that is completely unplanned. What is your lesson for 2023? After doing 100 episodes, talking to so many inspirational people, what is the lesson you're going to take to 2023 or something that you want to implement in 2023? Okay. Well, I would say for me, starting the podcast, as you know, we've talked about before, was so out of my comfort zone. And as we've done more and more, it is just my confidence has grown and I feel very comfortable doing podcasts now, <laughs> obviously. So I feel like I would take forward in 20 or I will take forward in 2023 is to still just keep growing and changing and, in, you know, embracing change, you know, looking for new challenges, whatever comes. I'm, I'm pretty much up for it. And, you know, as I announced on the podcast, I think back in the summer, I'm in the process of writing a book, which is like huge. And that's very much outside my um, my comfort zone, but I'm going forward and I that will be released in 2023, that book. Still have some work to do on it. I'm not going to lie, but... <laughs> Ooh, and we'll, we'll actually include a link where people, if listeners want a first mm-hmm. copy instead of waiting for everybody else, just they yes. can get ahead. They can get it on a link that I'm going to put on the show notes, actually. Okay, excellent. Yeah, if you want to be special and get it early. So, (laughs) and then the other thing, 2023, I have lots of huge plans for my business as we're growing. Um, Some things that have just, you know, been near and dear to my heart, just trying to figure out how to do them. And uh, we just announced yesterday that we're moving to a new larger office space. And it's one of those things that that office space came to us and it was kind of at a time I wasn't really looking and it was it's such a huge space that I could have easily said no but it ended up just being like you know one of those things it's like okay the universe god is telling you girl you know you need to just go ahead and and take this there's a reason for it and so we got this incredible ridiculous deal on this office space and it's honestly, it's an answer to prayer because I have always wanted to do something for the community to give back more. And one of the things that we will be beginning in 2023 is a a closet basically of items that seniors in need can can use and have access to for complete for free. And there are things that, you know, items that people have contacted me throughout, you know, I don't know, probably weekly, I get an email or a call about it that maybe their mom or dad passed away and there's a walker available, there's depends, there's insurer, there's, you know, certain items that people don't know what to do with and they don't want to just throw them out because they know they could be of use to someone else. So that is something that we will be doing in 2023, um, providing a space for those types of items to help other seniors. So that's very important to me to be able to give back to the community. And it's funny that you're saying that. And to me, there's another lesson in there, mm-hmm. which is have enough courage to take what the universe is putting in front of you. Mm-hmm. Oh, very true. Yeah. Right? It's funny because at first I was like, oh, that's too big. It's too much. And then it just kept going back and forth and they kept coming back to me and they're like, well, it's a sublease and we'll do this for you and we'll throw this in. And and so finally it was like, okay, you're an idiot if you say no to this, Lori. <laughs> My goodness. So... <laughs> So it's going to be, you know, I'm going to have to move. I love my office where I am now. It's so cute and everything. And I just had to give notice this morning. And, you know, it's kind of, it is like mixed emotions, but mostly I am super excited because 
you know, I'm always wanting to get back to the community and this is going to provide a great opportunity to do that. Well, I'm so happy for you. Thank you. So I'm looking forward to it. And my team is excited about it too, to have an office that they can come and work in a couple of days a week if they want to. So it's just, it's going to be nice to have so much space. And I, I think it's just a very positive and, um, and great thing. So I'm glad that I said yes. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. Well, I hope this helps you when you're sitting down and reflecting on 2022 and looking towards 2023 and what, you know, kind of your goals are for the new year. And I hope this gives you just kind of a place to start and and think about it and share with your friends and family and maybe even open those discussions about the Golden Girls and the lessons that you can use going forward in 2023. So be sure to um, go to the link. We have all the podcasts that we've referenced in there that you can you can see and be sure to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends and family. Thanks for listening and we will see you in 2023. <laughs>